Hey everybody, welcome to oh, sorry. Too fast, to too fast. Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and co-host, Jose Angel. This is the show where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebs. Today, Jose is taking front court and telling us about a celebrity today. Who is that? Today, we will be talking about Tyra. We were rooting for you, Banks. Oh, my God. I was not sure you were going to do her. I cannot believe you <laughs> actually chose to do her. You didn't let me know. I should have these. I should have videos and quotes and clips on deck. Oh, yeah. You should. Be more prepared next time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she is a model slash actress slash singer slash talk show host, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Slash smizer slash lizer. <laughs> Tyra has dabbled and conquered pretty much everything. Researching her, I realized she was a total badass and it kind of made me love her more. Okay. Now we just did a justice for Lindsay kind of episode. So, while I am still a Tyra fan, it's not going to be the same vibe as the Lindsay Lohan episode. I was about to say, are you trying to uh, clear uh, everybody's um, collective upsetness of Tyra, or are we pounding on it? Well, okay, so I always write my intros before I do the bad research, so (laughs) it kind of changes towards the end, I think. Okay, okay. I'm I'm looking to hear this. But like you said, I see a lot of people on Twitter, TikTok, and other social media sites calling attention to some of Tyra's past behaviors. So we'll be taking a look and deciding for ourselves. I think we need celebrities like Tyra. So, you know, people can get on their keyboards and make her the bad guy. Mm, Okay. I see what you're saying, though. It's like somebody got to do it. And to be fair... I mean, it's just the way that this thing goes is that, you know, you make decisions um, during one era of the world and then the world evolves and changes and shit gets shifted. And then all of a sudden what everybody applauded or everybody loved and was so excited about now everybody's like, hold up. Yeah, there was some shit that we probably should have looked more closely at, but that wasn't the time then. It's just the time now. So before she wasn't the bad guy. That's how I feel. I feel like with the Lindsay Lohan episode, it was like we were all kind of shitting on her. Now we're trying kind of seeing it differently. And with Mm -hmm. Tyra, we were all praising her. And now we're seeing it differently. So like two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I I see that. Yeah, too. And it kind of reminds me of the Chrissy Teigen situation where it's like, is this something we should even be holding accountable? It's like been a decade or so. Do we just let it go? Yeah. Do y'all just really not like Tyra so much? So now that, because this is what I will say. Tyra Banks earns a lot. I mean, she gets, honestly, some of the criticism. But (laughs) um, (laughs) she gets the criticism, honestly, a, a lot of it. But a lot of it also is recycled. I won't lie. There's a lot of things you can hit her her on, but you see a lot of recycled criticism on the last, like, five the uh, the same five moments and it's like there's a broader scale and yeah. the criticism should be varied it shouldn't just be she shouldn't have been doing shit and she uh 
when it uh, comes to the talk show and some of her personal decisions, you can fault her more on that. But uh, I guess when you start to, I guess, because uh, I know you're probably going to delve into it, when you get into her model show and all that, there's a panel. And so uh, there's definitely some shared blame on some of those moments as well. That is true. And we'll just get into it once it arises, I guess. Okay. I shut my mouth. Go ahead. <laughs> I got most of my information from Tyra Show episodes and watching clips from America's Next Top Model. Pretty much thanks to all the TikTokers and tweeters out there for posting them. <laughs> Helped you out. Yeah. I also got my information from biography.com, people.com, and I believe those Tyra's on website. Also Vox, Vulture, and BuzzFeed. Okay. Tyra Lynn Banks was born December 4th, 1973. Do you know what that makes her? No. You're going to know these by the end of this. I wasn't even really paying attention. <laughs> what, what, month was she, what month was she born? December 4th, 1973. Oh. Please do your job. Shut up. Well, <laughs> she can't be a Capricorn. That's too early. That's too early. So what comes before so, Capricorn? What comes before Capricorn? Um, Sagittarius. That is uh, true. Oh, bitch. <laughs> hey. Bravo. You know why I thought Sagittarius? Because I know Sagittarius isn't in the first few months. I just have no idea where the fuck it was. But okay, I'm glad I know stuff. Yeah, it, it's in there. We just had to work to get it. Sag be sagging. <laughs> she has one older brother and her parents divorced around the time Tyra was six. Tyra says the divorce didn't really affect her that much since it happened when she was young. She was more used to her parents being apart than together. Which okay. I... I did that. My parents divorced when I was six, and I didn't take it that hard. I did for some reason, which I remembered, started remembering this once I was doing the research, that I would tell friends when I was, like, that young that my dad was just working, and that's why he wouldn't be home. That is crazy as hell. (laughs) I mean, but you were just a child, but that is hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know what the reason for that was, but that's neither here nor there. I do think it's easier for kids to deal with a divorce when they're younger compared to older. I'm not a psychologist, and that's just from my personal experience. Mm. Yeah, Tyra. Jose is not a doctor. <laughs> Tyra had a normal childhood, spending most of her time at her mom's on the weekdays and weekends with her dad, which is a normal custody situation. Tyra says she developed a love for food from her mom, but that she also developed a habit of exercising, which was pretty good and healthy-wise. I was not the same, bitch. I, <laughs> I discovered that love for food and nothing else. And that's it. <laughs> not the exercise said, part. They said exercise, bitch, win. After the food? Tyra says she did not have an eating disorder, but at 11 years old, she had a growth spurt. She lost 30 pounds and gained three inches in height in about three months. Damn, that's fast as fuck. Yeah. People at school started to think she had an eating disorder. They would make fun of her. And she was like in that awkward stage of life. She Mm -hmm. says before that, she was a little bit of a gossip, a little bit chubby, and maybe even a little bit of a bully. But she was a chubby gossip bully. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. But then the tables turned, and she was the one being bullied. Don't she... you hate when that shit happens? <laughs> <laughs> she, 
She hated looking in the mirror. Her older brother would make fun of her, which is what older siblings do. Her school peers would make fun of her, and she would just come home every day crying. Oh, sad. Tyra's mom tried taking her to a doctor to see what's wrong with her, but they never really found out. So I guess it was just a growth spurt. Yeah, Tyra- I wouldn't. Have, if she if she didn't sound like she was had an eating disorder, I don't think uh, anything was probably wrong with her. She probably just hit a growth spurt. Now, if, if Tyra was saying, oh, bitch, my bones hurt, that means maybe she was having some pre-arthritis things. I think she just looked. I mean, she was 5'9 at 11 years old. Oh, they were just basically like, bitch, she looks abnormal. Let's She's, check her out. Yeah, she looks too tall. She looks very skinny. They, I didn't write it down, but it's like giganticism or whatever it's called. Like when you develop too fast, they thought mm. she might have had that at a point. Jack and the Beanstalk Syndrome. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Tyra would try and eat so much to gain weight, but some people, especially when they're younger, have that problem of putting on the weight. Damn. If and only. Like, like I said, she was 5'9 and only weighed 98 pounds. Yeah, that is, that's slight as hell. At 15 or 16, I saw it both ways, so I guess it just depends on the month. In 1989, Tyra's friend asked her, why doesn't she try modeling? This comment caught Tyra by surprise. You know, the same body that got Tyra made fun of when she was a child, now as a teenager, is starting to get her into positive attention. Mm-hmm. So Tyra starts modeling, and you know what those first agencies told her? What? They told her stuff like, oh, we already have a black girl, or that they had a singular black girl policy, or she was too ethnic. Yeah, modeling agencies are terrible assholes. <laughs> Especially then, yeah. Yeah, I never understood that. Oh, we have to have only one from each racial group. Too much diversity? Never. Not with my <laughs> Mayo models. Like, goddamn, everybody needs some shine. Yeah. Tyra was turned away from four agencies because, while beautiful, she was Black. Mm. In 1990, she finally got into a modeling agency, Elite Model Management. Her first print piece was for Seventeen Magazine. Tyra had this to say, quote, There was one woman in the agency who said to me, I know you're all excited. You got your new little picture in 17 Magazine and things, but um, you're not going to get far in the world because you're Black. So you should learn how to type because that's the furthest you're going to get in this agency is being the head receptionist like me. And I would have been, why don't you pull down my pants and take a deep suck out of my asshole? Because nobody asked you, bitch. Now, will you please print my headshots? And do you know who that head receptionist later became to be? Oh, shit. Who? Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I thought it was going to be somebody. <laughs> I'm just playing. It was just a random receptionist. Okay. Not just... <laughs> Oprah Winfrey shot on her. <laughs> no, it was just a random receptionist. Oh, shit. But I'm assuming she was Black, a Black woman who had her dreams crushed and she just wanted to crush the mothers. She was just trying to crush Tyra's dreams. Well, I know people say shit like that as a realist point of view or like, I'm just trying to be honest or save you some heartache and tell you how I see it. But there's tact. Yeah. You there's even if you wanted to show her the real 
like what could happen to her, like what unfortunately happened to a lot of models during that time, a lot of um, black models, you can have some tact and still be real. That's some bitterness what uh, old girl was going through. Yeah, she probably was a model and then they had that singular black girl policy and they're like, well, we don't really need you right now, but you know, you can talk fast. Mm, That's crazy as hell. In 1991, Tyra graduates from high school and she had to make a decision. Go to Paris for high fashion runway modeling or a university in Los Angeles. Tyra chose to go to Paris and Mm. booked 25 runway shows in her first year. I don't know anything about modeling, but I guess it's very impressive in your first year. It sounds like it. Tyra was still pretty young, so her body does start to get curvier and she's starting to put on weight. And that is a no-no in the high fashion runway world. Yeah, don't have 3% body fat. Them bitches will throw you out. (laughs) So she decides to go into the world of lingerie and swimsuits where her body could be curvier. She felt like saying as a runway model, she would literally have to starve herself. Also, before we move on from this, I was looking at her runway clips and Tyra's got it. I mean, she just moves so differently and commands attention. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was big uh, on Tyra. Um, during the America's Next Top Model phase and um, her talk show phase, like I was big. I was watching a lot of her shows. And so I watched her like E! True Hollywood Story. I heard about her mom quitting her job and everything. Like I was really deep into Tyra. Uh, what do you, lore? I don't know what you would, like her life or whatever. In her fan and, base. Yes, her fan base. And yeah, she... She was a she was a fantastic model. Fantastic. I yeah. can lie about that. That bitch had it. She, and she had the walk. She had the attitude. She looked beautiful. Even if you don't know anything about modeling, you just see a clip of her compared to other people. And it's there's just something about it. As a swimsuit and lingerie model, she says she was 20 to 30 pounds heavier than the average model. But it was working for her. Mm-hmm, girl, pull them in. Pull the checks. <laughs> her career started ticking off. Even more, she was doing Victoria's Secret. In 1996, she became the first Black woman to appear on the cover of GQ. 1997, she was the first Black woman to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Man, some of these people need to be put out of business. How the fuck were y'all in business so long? Entire banks in the 90s was the first Black woman you're putting on the cover of shit. Okay, that's that's, that's two lines away from what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm sorry. You know we on the same page, but yeah, yeah that pisses me off. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, she was the first Black woman to be featured in Victoria's Secret catalog, which is just crazy to me, like you were saying. 96, 97 were not that long ago. Why did it take mm-hmm. so long for a Black woman to appear? I looked yeah, it up, and GQ started in 1957, so 49 years it took. Sports Illustrated started in 1954, so 50-something years there. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's fucking shameful. And that's not us taking, or at least that's not... Me taking away from Tyra's success and her earning that, but she definitely shouldn't have been the first black woman. That's crazy. There's so many great role models, so many great models and speakers and actresses before in the 60s, 70s and 80s that were so influential that definitely deserved a lot of shine. And it's crazy. It took until like 90s into the early 2000s for people to honestly start putting more black women at the forefront. 
Yeah, as much as I love hearing about so-and-so as the first Black or Brown or POC person, whichever minority, to achieve something, uh-huh. I also hate it so much because, like you were saying, why does it take this long? Like, I'm glad for them. I'm so happy that it's happening. But I'm also, at the same time, angry that it took this long to happen. Uh-huh. 1993 was Tyra's first acting role as Jackie Ames in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm, remember that. I remember and I haven't watched Fresh Prince in a while because Will Smith is like ill to me, but I could have sworn the character of Jackie was in it so much more, but she, I think it said was only like in seven episodes. Yeah, uh, she was just, she was just so popular. So they just turned her episodes over and over and over. But yeah, I don't remember her being a big part, Yeah, I, I, but I honestly didn't out. watch Fresh Prince like that. <laughs> In 1995, she was in the movie Higher Learning. 2000, she was in Love and Basketball and Coyote Ugly. And your favorite movie, Life Size. Yes. (laughs) My favorite. Speaking of, real quick, for anybody who knows Love and Basketball, that's fucked up. Tyra Banks had to play a fucked up position. She's basically a fiancé nursing her fiancé. And she don't even know that she done lost her fiance to a game of basketball. Ain't that some shit? I haven't seen it. No spoilers. No. <laughs> you, you're never watching Love and Basketball. I, I, my sister used to watch it all the time, but I don't remember it. Yeah, no offense. I, I love Love and Basketball for what it was. It's not the best movie. It upsets me every time. But anyway, <laughs> back to my favorite movie, Life Size. <laughs> Which she starred in with Lindsay Lohan. LL. 2002, she was in Halloween Resurrection. September. Ooh, I, li- I like that one. I don't remember. I don't remember most movies, though, anymore, so that's not a surprise. September 12, 2005, Tyra's talk show airs, and I'm assuming you were a fan. Kiss my fat ass! <laughs> <laughs> I think that case- answer you? <laughs> yes. In her little bikini... Yes. Slapping her ass after she said it. I think it came on right as I got off from school or uh, like it It just was always on. I remember it being on at the same time that I got home, but I don't remember it much. Um, I loved it. Loved every single minute. I loved the terrible moments. I loved the good moments. I loved her interviews. It was it was it was very entertaining. One thing that did come out of the Tyra show was the ending of her feud with fellow supermodel Naomi Campbell. Mm, but this, did it? <laughs> this was a feud that started in 1991 and lasted 14 years. So how it started was a 17-year-old Tyra is doing her high fashion runways, but someone was already paving the way for black models. And that was 21-year-old Naomi Campbell. At first, they got along really well. Tyra looked up to her. She was a black model, already getting work. So kind of like a role model slash mentor. That's what Tyra thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Several times through history, it's called a rivalry. But Tyra thinks rivalry means like on an equal playing field. And it wasn't like that to her. Naomi was already solidified in the model game. And Tyra was a newcomer. It's still a rivalry. (laughs) It technically is, but that's not how Tyra feels. She feels like she was being attacked by Naomi. Like she was being bullied. Like she's yeah. a new bitch. And then I'm just trying to get some of my shine. Yeah. Before there was any beef, there was rumors. 
the ladies had a similar look. And when there was a singular black girl policy around, it pitted the women against each other. Uh-huh. They both now say they let the rumors get to them. You know, the type of things Tyra stealing Naomi's look. Is Naomi jealous of Tyra? Stuff like that. Yeah, I could see somebody pushing you into that very easily when you are already kind of paranoid about it. Yeah. So one night Tyra's on the phone and she's talking to a family member about Naomi. But she's saying good things like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to work with her. Naomi only hears her name, but she doesn't really hear what Tyra's talking about. So she confronts her when she gets off the phone and says something along the lines of, bitch, don't talk about me or something like that. Um, She called Tyra a bitch and said not to be talking about her, but neither remember their exact quote. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Naomi was paranoid as a mother. (laughs) (laughs) This is the same name. (laughs) I'm going to tell this. I'm going to tell this bitch. I'm about to set her straight. (laughs) From there, they still had to work together. There is a photo shoot they did on a boat. Tyra gets seasick, but wasn't really trying to let it get in the way. But she takes a moment to lay down and she's trying to recover. And Naomi comes over and Naomi either puts Tyra's head in her lap or legs on her lap. Either way, Naomi was being nice, trying to comfort her. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. I don't think it was like that. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they are talking and she's like, do the makeup artist make you look like me? And Tyra's like, not here in Paris, but you know, in LA, they try to do our hairs the same. And this pisses Naomi off. She pushes Tyra off of her and it's like, I knew it. The Bitch, rest of- I, you, you knew me because I, I told you the truth. You. Come on, you hyperactive ass down. I knew it. What the fuck are you, a professor? Fucking sit down. I'm telling you, bitch. You didn't know anything. And this is all according to Tyra. That is true. I'm not getting Naomi's side, but just from Tyra's perspective, come the fuck down, Miss Campbell. You can find the whole interview on YouTube. Naomi is pretty much the whole time Tyra's retelling everything. She's like, is that what happened? I don't really remember. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Is that what happened? Oh, this happened that way. I remember being mad, but I don't really remember. Hmm. Also sounds like y'all trying to have some purposeful amnesia. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, it's been 14 years. That is true. Try to sweep some little shit under the rug so you can get to a um, resolution, a reconciliation. (laughs) If you guys do go and watch the interview, it is so dramatic because Tyra's like, we're not going to have a studio audience for this first part. <laughs> it's just going to be me and Naomi. Oh, they love that. 14 years in the making. We also need to be able to cut and edit when we want. So we can't have an audience sitting here telling other stories. <laughs> I think to Tyra, though, it was really impactful. It was really something that hurt her and maybe even changed her a little bit. But for Naomi, it was... Oh, okay. Like, if you listen to Naomi, she's like, modeling's just a small sliver of my life. Like, there's so much more to life. And Tyra's like, this was everything to me. I know. And then, but I mean, to be fair, motherfucker, I mean, Naomi beats with people because it's Tuesday. So she's not, I mean, she ain't new to this. She's had a few different rivalries, enemies, people she didn't like in the industry. I mean, she threw a phone at her her people. I mean, <laughs> this woman has no bounds about her anger. So, yeah, I could see 
her rivalry uh, with uh, Tyra, her not trying to magnify it that much. Yes. The rest of the shoots they do together, they just don't speak. Don't speak! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then Tyra is in a Versace show and someone there tells her she is not going on. And she's like, what? Why? And the photographer just nods towards Naomi. Tyra also had other photographers tell Naomi is telling them not to work with her or telling a magazine not to work with her. Naomi denies... Hold on, hold on. Are we flashing back to the rivalry or this this post after the This is back to the rivalry. You just had this emotional talk. And then she's like, hey, don't let that bitch walk this show. (laughs) This is pretty much them hashing everything out on the show. Okay, so then uh, this is what happened back in the day. Yeah. Uh, She's supposed to walk. (laughs) He nods to Naomi. She told me not to let you on. Yeah. Naomi denies this, but Tyra is saying people in the industry are telling her these things. Like, people that she still knows to that day of the interview. Like, they have no reason to lie about it. And Uh, Some people do. Naomi's like, I didn't have any reason to do that. I wouldn't do that. And Tyra's like, you know, these trusted people told me. Tyra doesn't really let it go. Um, they kind of move on to it. And later in the interview, Naomi says that she wants to apologize for any harm she has caused Tyra. And Tyra's like, thank you. You know, I felt like you were trying to blow it off. And Naomi's like, no, I just I just want to apologize and move on. And Tyra says where well, 50% of her leaving high fashion runways was because of having to lose weight. 50% was because of Naomi. They seem to have patched things up, but in 2020, when the tides turned, Naomi shared a story titled, Here's Why Fans Are Starting to Think Tyra Banks is the Real Mean Girl, Not Naomi Campbell, on her Instagram. <sighs> so I don't know what that means for their, for their feud. Nothing else has like really been said about it since then. Naomi messy, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much the Naomi Campbell-Tyra Banks feud. And they said on the show, and back in the 90s, early 2000s, you could really say anything in the tabloids. And it wasn't so easy to, like, prove untrue. Like, right now, if something would come out and they would say that a celebrity can just go on Twitter or Instagram and, like, release a statement, you know, so fast that it doesn't become bigger. Um, back then it would be like Naomi Campbell and Tyra got into it on the runway and people just believe it that is yeah I get exactly what you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah so that's their feud Tyra's TV show the Tyra show Mm. has won two daytime Daytime Emmys (laughs) okay (laughs) Winning, winning against the likes of Dr. Phil and the doctors All people she needs to be winning against. Fuck them shows. She had a famous moment, which you briefly talked about, where (laughs) Tyra gained a smidge of weight and an unflattering photo came out of her on a magazine from the paparazzi. It was just a bad angle. Tabloids have a field day with it, calling her names like Thyra or America's Next Top Waddle. Yeah, that was cold as hell. I did... Yeah, I'm telling you, the media, these people are brutal out here sometimes. <laughs> this bitch was just still skinny. Maybe, yeah, because the angle looked like she had a little bit of a pudge stomach. 
And these people are trying to bully her to death. Yeah. And Tyra uses her talk show to address it and comes out in her swimsuit and she gives a speech and how she loves her body and she ends it with Kiss my fat ass. <laughs> Which was Did just she say amazing. Black? She should have put black in there. I think it's just fat. Kiss my fat black ass. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring. It don't. Which when was she just came amazing. out, her hair was silky pressed. She made sure she looked good. Some things that have been criticized about her show was when she put on a 350-pound fat suit. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and, you know, Tyra was like, it was the worst day of my life. I felt people, like, making comments about me. And people were what just saying, that? it's insensitive. Were you about to say something? I was going to say, uh, or the homeless when she was pretending to be homeless and asking another homeless people how to panhandle with the fucking camera crew five inches away from her face. <laughs> yes. Or when please she became, quote change, unquote, homeless please. for 12 hours. Can I please get a dollar, please? No, <laughs> that man walked just past me. Yeah. Not only are you fake homeless and you Tyra Banks, you got this goddamn full camera crew <laughs> with the boom operator. I'd walk past you too. But yeah, I get what she was trying to, she was well-intentioned is what I'll say it. I feel like she was at least trying to bring um, attention to the issues. It was just kind of cringy the way she went about it. <laughs> yeah, it makes for good entertainment. That is true. I watched it. I damn sure did. But like I said, people are kind of insensitive or tone deaf. Did you did you uh, ever watch? Because I don't know if you watched the entire show, but did you ever watch those episodes where they bring the racist people on um, and have like table talks with them? And yes, you know, it was so funny. This I forgot. I don't even remember the whole setup, but the setup was basically like white people not um, liking black people, black people not liking whatever, whatever, whatever. And somebody was like, uh, I guess she asked like a white person with the name. And it was like a really e eccentric, unique name that somebody would probably associate with a black person. Like, uh, she's like, what do you think about the name Dijonay or whatever? Who do you think has that name? And they were like, probably a black woman, probably on welfare, whatever. <laughs> and then Tyra Banks reveals it. And it's a small white child. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? I don't really remember any of the Tyra show, but I watched it like religiously. Like I came home from school and Tyra Banks was on and I would watch it and I loved it. Yeah, me too. Another time Tyra darkened her skin so she could go undercover as a stripper. Oh, I don't remember that one. I don't either, but I saw it. I think it was on the BuzzFeed article, but she didn't actually strip. She just like stood by a pole and... Scaredy cat. <laughs> like went to a strip club, I guess. Uh, she should have done that Tina Belcher dance on them. People know what I'm talking about. People know. These are more tame compared to her America's Next Top Model antics, a show where she was an executive producer, host, and judge on. Mm -hmm. So that means she had to manufacture the drama herself. Yes. So if people aren't familiar with America's Next Top Model... Women compete to get a cover girl cover and some money. People have been rewatching America's Next Top Model, and some things just aren't sitting right with people. Now looking mm -hmm. back at it. Let's talk so, about it. Yeah, I'll tell you some instances, and then we'll discuss after each instance. Was Tyra going too far, or was Tyra just being too fab? <laughs> okay. 
Too far, too fast. This was over many seasons. I didn't know if that makes things better or worse for Tyra. In no particular order, one model on there, Angelia Preston, was on season 17. She was originally on season 14, but came back for the All-Stars. Okay. And actually ended up winning season 17, but her past as working as an escort was revealed and she was stripped of her crown and it went to the runner up. Yeah, that's stupid. Angelia first showed up on season 14, like I said, came back on season 17. She said after the season 14 airing, she could not get work just because how she was portrayed on America's Next Top Model. Man, I would have went down swinging though, because bitch, how you know I was an escort? That shit needs to be confidential. These these people want to out themselves. I'm like, escort? I ain't never heard of such a thing. Not me, not I. That was my <laughs> motherfucking evil twin. Not me. What you mean? Give me my crown and my money. She claims production withheld food for 15 to 18 hours a day, no food or water. And she says this was to put the models in a bad mood and to cause drama. And to also dehydrate them what the hell is y'all's problem no water you're gonna be funny i mean at least never mind anyway keep going she also claims tyra wasn't really around unless the cameras were rolling from what i saw she is suing america's next top model for three million dollars she says nothing her contract says anything about not being able to be an escort and Mm -hmm. a legal escort too Mm -hmm. she does regret it but doesn't think it should cost her her prize I, I totally agree. There, there's nothing in the contract like that. If they wanted to be petty like that, bitch, you should have done your due diligence and vetted your contestants if that was going to be an issue. It seems just so wrong and so heartless to do that to the woman. Not only do you take her crown and sh- and do that, you out her business like that, putting um, a marker on her like that, knowing that people are very... Um, rude and discriminatory against it she's not even really considered a sex worker because escort means like it can mean a myriad of things so yeah that's that's wrong and i hope i hope she wins i hope i hope it's still ongoing i hope she wins that's crazy i tried to look what's going on has it been settled has been dismissed um i even saw people on i even saw people on reddit talking about it and it's hasn't really been discussed Damn. I mean, she, I just hope she gets some compensation because that's wrong. They did her totally wrong. Yeah. Some people are taking offense to comments on physical appearance, just like you are skinny. Why do you look two months pregnant? Sucking the gut, honey, stuff like that. Uh, Those were not from Tyra, but other judges. Yeah. Let's talk about some of these judges, these bitches. And I don't know. You're on a show based on your looks. We can't really be all bodies are beautiful type of thing. I get what you're saying. But I, I didn't really put the judges in here because it's not Tyra. I'm going to tell you right now. Janice Dickinson. Half comes, of, she, great TV. Shitty judge. Okay. She comes up a little later. You know, she's... Because she has a feud with Tyra. But I don't really remember. I remember her. She's one of those women who always has, like, something bad to say about everyone and says it how she sees it and is always pressing... And I used to love her. I think she got worse with time. I think she was a solid. Okay. I think first season she was mixing shock value statements with, uh, I think, honest critiquing. Cause I I actually, first, 
six seasons of America's Next Top Model is the shit to me. There's problems within those seasons, but they were those are the best seasons to me. And those are the only ones I've really actually watched. I don't think I've watched past a nine or a 10. Being said, towards the middle and the end, I felt like Janice was just saying things to be shocking. It wasn't even constructive criticism anymore. It was, I just want to nail you down and tell you all the bad things about you. And then Nigel Barker, that dude, halftime was a creep and could not even explain why he felt the way he felt on some of his judging remarks. Couldn't stand (laughs) him either. Twiggy, she was cool, but that bitch was uh, uh, silent as a mouse. She never really talked about anything. I mean, who is she? And then you got uh, Miss J. He was so far up Tyra's ass, so whatever Tyra said, he was going to parrot. So you really weren't getting too much of a mix-up there. That's how I feel, and I'm done. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Thank you for filling us in on the other judges, though. Yeah, a little bit of them. (laughs) Um... Some things that were Tyra's doing was she loved the dramatic makeovers. Mostly cutting off women's hair. If, yeah. <laughs> if they had really long hair and if you were complimented on your hair and you said something like, oh, I've been growing it since I was a little girl, you can almost guarantee it was going to end up being a pixie cut or something. And then a few episodes later, if not that episode, she would say something like, if you wanted to pull off this look, you could have, but you're not committed. Yeah, she's the executive producer. She watches all the tapes. So these these people was not understanding in these first couple interviews, you can't talk about all the things that you like because she still <laughs> got to change it. So these, yeah, they was, I love my hair. It's one of my favorite things about me. If somebody were to take away my hair, that'd be my identity. And and it's like Tyra's head turns on a spike. She just <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> and these women are coached because when they first come in, they like tell a little bit about themselves and what they love and like personal things. Mm-hmm. And they're coached to say stuff like that and just to it be used against them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, like we said, Janice Dickerson had the worst comments about the woman, but Janice's day will come. So I'm not really getting into her too much. In season four, or they call them cycles, mm-hmm. in cycle four, Tyra and America's Next Top Model people decided to have the models change races. Oh, yeah. Weird. And yes, it in- included blackface. This it, is the one with the babies, too? With the yes, milk it was the dot milk one. Yeah. Which weird. also included stereotypes. Tyra was talking about one woman, and she said something like, you're being an Eskimo, but you're not standing like, she's like, I want you to stand facing the camera like if the snow was coming on you. And it's like, Tyra, do you have to say all this? I want you to picture making your igloo. Yeah, like it's just shit like. Like she knows. And cycle 13, everyone became biracial. Uh-huh. So darkening skin, lightning skin, I guess. Another season, they did like a Michael Jackson challenge, which had women once again darkening their skin. What is up with you, Tyra, bitch? Why can't people stay themselves? You just said that you was the only black model. You can't turn everybody black. (laughs) It's all about pushing the envelope. You just got to cast some blackies. (laughs) Which (laughs) She did cast black ones, black bottles, but it seems to be that 
they never get to portray, you know, a black, like black Michael Jackson, like when he has darker skin. It's always uh-huh. the white woman's going to portray that. And Tara's like, you just got to do whatever the photographer tells you. And it's like, mm-hmm. if a photographer wants a black model, why doesn't he get a black model? Yeah, it's just weird. It's TV, <laughs> but it's weird <laughs> and stupid. Season five, one model was gay and she said she wanted to be openly gay because she was gay and really proud of it. Tara responds, I quote, I think there's a certain thing of being proud. Like, I'm black and I'm proud. You know what I mean? I'm not walking down the red carpet. I'm black. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I remember this. So stupid, tired. I see that you're black. I'm black. I'm black. Which it was at the beginning when the models are telling the like who I am sort of segment. Mm-hmm. she's like you can't make gay your identity your personality man just keep that shit on the side you need to be a model first yeah and it just seemed all for Tyra to say that I'm black, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> if, I actually love how she says it though when, when I was watching the clips <laughs> okay Cycle four of America's Next Top Model, my favorite, and I would go to the grave defending, is her yelling tif- at yeah. Tiffany Richardson. <laughs> Tyra was mad that Tiffany was not taking it seriously. And as much as I love this clip and know it word for word, it would be an injustice for us not to listen to it. Mm, play it for me, brother. Yeah. So let me find this clip real fast. Okay. While you're finding it, this was also the cycle where that one little blonde girl ended up fainting. And it I, I know everybody was scared, but that shit she was all weight. Let's listen. You guys stand in front of me. I just want to say one more thing to you. Rebecca, I think I admire your emotion right now. It shows mm. to me that this was something that's very important to you. Tiffany, I'm extremely disappointed in you. This is a joke to you. You've been through anger management. You've been through your grandmother getting her lights turned off to buy you a swimsuit for this competition. And you go over there and you joke and you laugh. This is serious to this girls. And this should be serious to you. Looks can be deceiving. I'm hurt. I am. But I can't change it, Tyra. I, I've been... Yes, you can. No, you I, can't change what? I'm sick of crying about stuff that I cannot change. I'm sick of being disappointed. I'm sick of all of it. I'm not. Thank I'm sick you. of being disappointed. Yeah, Tiffany, obviously, I am. No, you're not. If you were sick of being disappointed, you would stand up and you would take control of your destiny. Do you know that you had a possibility to win? Do you know that all of America is rooting for you? Do you know that? And then you come in here and you treat this like a joke? You come in here and look at that and say, I can't read that. You read 10 times better than half of those girls over there. Yeah. You did. And you come in here with a defeatist attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. Maybe I am angry inside. I've been through stuff, so I'm angry. Yeah, but it's not. This is not. Be quiet, but everybody. Be quiet. That's what is wrong with you. But you're not. Stop it. Okay. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? You go to bed at night, you lay there, you take responsibility for yourself. Because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. You roll in your eyes and you act like this because you've heard it all before. You've heard it all before. You don't know where the hell I come from. You have no idea what I've been through. But I'm not a victim. I grow from it and I learn. Take 
responsibility for yourself. Damn, that shit just pissed me off again. <laughs> I love that clip. I, I was about to laugh, and then I started thinking about her words. Come on, go ahead, so we can buzz. Because I'm, I got some things to say. Okay, so I l- love that clip. I know every word in it, and some people you just have to yell at, and I get that. Like, I'm not saying you should throw around yelling at everyone, but people's defense is that. Tiffany just wasn't showing emotion and Tyra was mad that she wasn't showing emotion. But I feel like Tyra was coming from, she come in, she came in from a, with a defeated attitude. Everyone was rooting for her. She could have won this. She nope. read better than half those women there. She did. No. Nope. And, and I, I feel like she's just disappointed. She's at the end of her rope. Okay, you want to know what I think? Yeah. Tara's on some bullshit to the <laughs> highest degree. Here is the thing, right? Uh-huh. If all that was true, y'all would have saved her. Her defeatist attitude of being eliminated. Okay, I will, I will admit, in that judging um, session, I forgot what they call them, whatever. Panel. She didn't yeah, panel. She didn't seem the most bubbliest and the happiest. Okay, I understand it. But if she read as good as a half more than half the people there and she had a decent picture, then her having a bad day was not worthy of her being eliminated from the competition. But she got eliminated. Y'all wanted some must-see TV from the anger management girl, and y'all didn't get it. And now this bitch is yelling at me when I'm getting off of her show, you eliminated me. You are so happy that we both got eliminated and this bitch beside me is crying, but I'm not crying. So you got a problem with it. She was trying to make light of it. Tiff, and I know Tyra's been through some things, but when you hear Tiffany's story, that is not the same thing that Tyra went through. Tiffany, in my opinion, if you got to put them side by side, had a harder life to go through. So she does not know what she's been through. And the fact that you even have the audacity to mention my grandma and what she's done for me on a competition that you eliminated me from, bitch, how dare you? How fucking dare you? She was wrong. She was out of line. It was good TV. It's a it's a great moment. I understand it on both sides. But historical moment yes but i am so much more on tiffany's side of things of not when you've been through so much you can't just break down and crack up at every disappointing moment you still have to wake up in the morning and still do what the fuck you need to do to survive what purpose does that serve her breaking down in front of tyra in the judging panel is not going to save her spot they're not going to keep her and then you have the audacity to tell me i'm I have a defeatist attitude and uh, I'm not real and everybody was rooting for me. And if I just would have been pet peppier and happier, I would have been in this competition. No, y'all still would have eliminated me because if y'all really believed for me and y'all were really rooting for me, y'all would have saw through what was this one bad judging panel and y'all would have kept me instead of making us both fucking pack up. It was bullshit. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not buying what you're selling. That's because you buy Tyra's BS wholesale. You have no more money to buy my stuff. I think Tyra is the type of person who, good or bad, 
always makes things about herself to relate to people. That too. Like, bitch, ain't nobody ask about you. We know your story. Tiffany, as someone like her who had to overcome things and become a model, and Tyra didn't really give up like Tiffany did with her defeatist attitude. And she's not really mad about her not being upset about being eliminated. What she's really mad about is the whole thing. She's She couldn't even be bothered to be upset. She couldn't be bothered to really compete. That is what she's mad about. Yeah, and now uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but no. I think she just went way too far. I think she hit personal things because she... I, I, think, I, I think she just went way too far. And she hasn't yelled at a girl like this. She didn't have Tiffany on uh, again, I don't think, for a while. When if Tyra's she did have her back on. Her like that, it's because she loves her. Exactly. And where's Tiffany's mom? Well, huh? <laughs> huh? Exactly. Like, calm the fuck down, Tyra. It was it was must-see TV. And then, the, and then, and then the audacity of them background sad bitches talking about, yeah. When she I, said, you you read better than half those girls. Yeah, did, it, y'all did. didn't save I, me. And y'all talking part. about the yeah? What? <laughs> they said, you did, you did. <laughs> oh my gosh, people are crazy. In a clip Tyra cut from the scene, she allegedly told Tiffany, you can go back to your house and sleep on your mattress on the floor with your baby. I guess that took it too far. And then that's where um, Tyra would have just been missing a couple tracks. I would have had to been. No, not really. But I definitely would have said some shit back. Like, bitch, and I only can't look better than you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't understand why I had to be so personal. And then you don't even really offer anything at the end. She still has to leave like that. That speech would have been so much more impactful if she actually would have gave her another chance or if Tiffany was doing so, uh, so bad during the competition that where that speech was really deserved. I, I, I don't see it. I mean, I like the moment. I think it's it's funny. I also think it's kind of heartbreaking. I don't approve of what she said and how she said it. I love it. <laughs> I think sometimes you just have to tell people about themselves. And that I will honestly agree with you. I, I won't lie. Sometimes you honestly do. Cycle four, also a model fainted, and some people feel like it should have been cut out of the episode. Oh, that's what the argument was. That shit was funny. Now that's a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's a reality TV show. Do you think it should have been cut? No, not if Tiffany shit had to air. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're just talking about this instance. Should it have been cut of her passing out? No. Uh, no, I think if it was done, like, you know how uh, we don't see the models in the backstage area while the judges talk about them. Uh, if it was if it was back there, I could. Yeah, there's no reason to do all that. But she was literally getting critiqued and that bitch fell out. Yeah. It's fair game. Unless something like really embarrassed happened, like during the fainting or if she actually hurt herself like severely. Yes. But to my knowledge, besides being sore and her dealing with like an ongoing issue, um, 
it was to be expected. Like she said, it doesn't happen a lot, but she has fainted. So no, I think it should have, it was okay. I do too. Psycho sits, Tyra starts doing mind games and pretends to faint in front of women. The women <laughs> are like, no, Tyra, please. And one of them starts crying and they're checking her pulse. And it's just to show them she's acting. Raise your hand if you were scared. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what? You, just, you you acted like you were about to die in front of me. So I guess right there, Tyra maybe took it too far. <laughs> she said, raise your hand if you were scared. Veranda, I'm so sorry. You were crying. Oh. <laughs> you care so much about me. <laughs> uh, Psycho 6, a model named Danielle, was hospitalized for dehydration and food poisoning, but left against medical advice, so she wouldn't be eliminated, which Tyra applauded. Okay, so that made me mad. Danielle was my favorite. I loved Danielle during this cycle, um, and it ended up being, I, I don't know, I guess it ended up working out for her, but as a human that's crazy that she would have been eliminated if she stayed in the hospital crazy yeah and i you i get where tyra's like you know you just have to work when you're a model no matter how you feel but nah maybe have some compassion for this one like no elimination or just eliminate someone else if she this is your show you can change the times yeah. but no you trying to walk in line at the, as the same people who told you that there's only one black person per agency yeah. Now you got to work when you're sick. Come on, Tyra. If you want to change the game, change the game for real. That's, I think, what's bad about it. Tyra's always saying, you know, I had to do this. I had to do that. It was bad. But, you know, I made it work. And why not make it better? Why are do they have to do the same things that you went through? Like overcome so much. Mm-hmm. Why I got it? Mm-hmm. And... Tyra is Michael Scott of the model world. You remember how Michael would have people come in for their review and fake fire them? Yes. Well, Tyra must have found that hilarious because the girl <laughs> loves a bait and switch. And I'm honestly, I was living for it until I took a step back and was like, damn, she's really messing with these girls' minds. I'm telling you, executive producer, she took her shit serious. But, okay, I'm going to be honest, I did die laughing watching them, but it's... What's the bait and switch? Tell me. Just thinking about, like, what the girls are going through in their minds. So, on one cycle, she fake eliminates two contestants, and then she tells them to pack their bags, because they are going to London. Yes, I do remember. And you're going to London, you're going to London, and confetti is falling... And the look on the two girls' face is priceless. Yeah, they look scared as hell. They look scared and like, what's going on? They maybe even a little embarrassed. They don't understand. Are they going to? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Another time during Cycle 11, a model named Jocelyn was eliminated, which is, you know, part of the game, but it's how Tyra did it. Okay. She says, I will only call one name, and the name I do not call will have to turn around and go to the house and pack up and go home. Okay. And she's doing her speech, and she says, Jocelyn, you're a survivor, and you're going to survive this. Then she pulls the other girl's photo out and calls her name, leaving all the models shocked. 
So she saved the other girl, not Jocelyn. I get the whole sur- bitch. Why didn't you say? I get it. It's the re- oh my god. I hate that she has to reveal everything. Yeah, come the fuck down, bitch. You should have said that line until after you eliminated my ass. Yeah, Jocelyn, you're a survivor. You're going to survive this. Sounds like she just survived elimination. Exactly. But instead, you're going to survive me breaking your heart, especially with that nice ass line I threw in there. Didn't you like it? Yeah. And I think Jocelyn was one of the models who said that she had been trying to get on America's Next Top Model for a while. Like she kept applying, kept getting denied, and she finally got in. And you're going to survive not getting any further. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people are hard less, bro. I don't, and I, that's why you have to take a step back from reality TV. Some of these moments are hilarious, but I just be thinking about me in that moment, like wanting to. Yeah, if this, was, out. <laughs> if this was a scripted show, it's all fine. A lot of the models have come out and said it's not scripted. Um, but it's, you got to think, like, what's going on in that person's head that Tara was messing with them? <laughs> so, cycle 16, 28 girls were competing. That quickly was going to be half with 14 going home and 14 moving into the house. Mm-hmm. So, the 14 get eliminated, and Tyra tells them later... She says, unfortunately, you guys have to go home, but you don't have to go far because you're home already. And then like a sheet falls down, and, like, they're at their house, which good for their, those girls. But what about the 14 girls that thought they made it in? It doesn't show them getting the news. Like <sighs> what happened to those 14 models that thought they were making it in? We're so happy just to be like, yeah, we did a bait and switch on you guys. Hmm. <laughs> It's a little just so fucked up. That's why they weren't on camera. Oh, that's cold. Now you guys, uh, yes, I come. You guys come over here. Yes, by the trash can. Got something to tell you. This is where your ride ends. All right, everybody, go to Steve down the alleyway. Take your Greyhound bus ticket. Your bags are already on there. Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Tyra had one woman pose in a grave a day after her friend died. <gasps> and another pose as a corpse a week after her friend OD'd. <gasps> Those are, I don't think they can be planned, but that's, oh, damn. That, that's what I was thinking. I don't know how far they were planned, but it just seems cruel. Like, she can maybe switch around or give the girl a different assignment. I, you know, a lot of the models had different things they did. I don't think every which one was in a grave. If they were, like, why not move it a week or something? Mm-hmm. I feel like to Tyra, it's wait, but you're a model. You have to do whatever you, they tell you. <sighs> yeah, but that's what she said, but I ain't never seen her do that. Yeah. You ain't had somebody die in your life until your ass, uh, well, put on them heels and walk, bitch. There was, it's- I think it was season one where there's these models who didn't want to do like a semi-nude photo shoot. Yes. And they were telling them that they have to do it. And, which is funny because Tyra does not ever pose nude. She has Mm-mm. a G-string and they like Photoshop it out. Yeah, she, you know, it's not even all the way nude, but blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, you got to do something. And uh-huh. that's, that's what the client wants. And Robin said, my mama told me if you don't stand <laughs> for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Lastly, season six, a woman named 
Danielle had a dap in her front teeth. Mm-hmm. She used to have it closed, saying she learned to love her dap. Her grandmother had the same dap. And but Tyra was not having it and saying that <laughs> that's all they're going to see is having a dap. She would never be a covered girl. And Danielle eventually did close her dap because she did not want to be eliminated and did win mm-hmm. that season. Yep, I loved it. I mean, yeah. I loved her winning that season. Yeah, you love. I didn't like her conform, but here's the thing: she eventually closed her gap all the way, totally. But on the show, she kept a little bit of it yeah. at first. I kind of I get that, you know, what Tyra's saying, but it doesn't make sense because later in season fifteen, tell her, tell her, model had a small gap, and Tyra had the dentist shave down her teeth to make the gap bigger. Like and what it the quirky f- and unique. What drugs are you on, Tyra? Why are you <laughs> affecting my teeth like this? It's a permanent thing. Fixing teeth is different than you personally manipulating my teeth for quirky. And I still have to live with this bitch if I don't win. Some people are pointing out, like, is it because the first model was black that she has fitted more while the second model's white? Is, uh, is that a dynamic? Is is it just because, you know, there are different seasons or cycles that the time has changed that it's a different fashion? I don't know. I think it was a little bit of both because not only was Danielle black, um, but she also was from the country and so if you noticed when tyra was so-called trying to advise her but was more like mocking her and making fun of her was like everybody's gonna just see this looking at this look at the gap in your mouth like this she puts her finger up to her teeth and she says that's all they're gonna see it is a funny thing until you realize again that it's a real person she's talking to yes Jay Manuel, more famously known as Mr. J. Her was, other ass cheek. Was a makeup artist and judge on the show. Former ass cheek. <laughs> At first, when he was there, he was a creative producer. When the show really started to pick up around season three, he felt the vibe change. It became more and more about what can they do to push the envelope. And now the executive producer, with producers, which included Tyra, would have a say over the shoot. Season four, he was uncomfortable with the race change and asked to be edited out his involvement, which he was. Uh, sounds he like a bitch move. <laughs> you, I, you, you did everything, but at the end, you didn't want to be seen on tape doing everything. You should have took a stand then. Yeah, but okay. I don't, I don't know how much he participated or did not participate in that. Hey, edit me out. I don't want nobody to know that I was a part of this. He took a small break around cycle eight, but came back on cycle nine. But when he came back, he was just a judge now, not a creative producer. He says Tyra's vibe towards him completely shifted. She would not speak to him unless cameras were rolling. And while Tyra eventually apologized, saying she wasn't being professional, they never really became friends again or the ass cheek again. Mm. And because he wouldn't go back to being the ass cheek. They are not in communication today. Mr. J left. Good after cycle 18. Yeah, both of those, Mr. J Manuel, Miss J, Mr. J, whatever, both of them, both of the J's were very much all for Tyra, always on Tyra's side. It wasn't until any blowback or pushback on them not getting support for her 
uh, that then everything changed. Like, oh, you're not going to support me? And she was like, nah. And they was like, well, goddamn, this has been a waste. Yeah. She'll apologize. But yeah, like you said, ain't nothing the same. She's just there to give the apology. They was on her show again. Like, that's how she, she, she used to rope them in. She used to have a problem with somebody, put them on her show so they could solve it. Never talk to that person again. And just for to be clear, Mr. J, this came out after the whole Tyra thing went down where people are calling her out and he's promoting a book. So, you know, just putting that information out there. Mm, Got you. Okay. Another judge who has spoken out against Tyra is Janice. And Janice is Janice. If you know anything about Janice Dickinson, she is very blocked. Janice throughout the years has said some comments about Tyra. She was a judge for four seasons and got hired. She's called Tyra fat. She says Tyra promises money and then fires people so she doesn't have to pay. Janice called Tyra's brand soulless. Anytime she was able to comment about Tyra, she was commenting. Uh-huh. Tyra didn't really comment back in an interview. You can hear her publicist we are not publicists say we're not getting into that. And Tyra's just smiling. And turns it around on the interviewer, and she's like, why do you think that they're saying that? And the interviewer's like, jealousy. And Tara's like, ah. And the interview's like, okay, so it's jealousy. And she's like, I didn't say that. You said that. Why do you say that? And <laughs> it, it's such a great interview, just because Tara's like, I interview people. That's what you said, not me. Oh, my gosh. Calm down. You're not saying anything, but you're saying everything. Yeah. But that is kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's, it could be jealousy. Could be she was going through something. But Janice was just like all accusations, but no taking accountability for anything that she did on or off the show or her life, which I during that time, it must have been a hard time for her. But she definitely was not taking any accountability for anything that she did. It was just all Tyra's fault. And you talking bad on Tyra. And then you thinking that she wants to engage with you after you talk shit about her. Uh-huh. In 2015, the feud seems to be over. Jenna saying she apologizes to Tyra and was speaking from a hurt place and not from a sober mind. Oh, set. really? And she was hurt. She was fired. And I think she went on own as well and was saying all this stuff, too. Then, That's how it is, man. But then you can't say that in the moment. Tyra would have been wrong if she would have been like, Janice is just going through something. Eventually she'll be okay. But, you know, like, uh-huh. you can kind of tell, though. 2021, the feud seems to be back on Janice saying she didn't like sitting next to Tyra because they did their lawn. Janice claims Tyra was jealous because Janice did Vogue and Tyra never did. She claims Tyra would get mad. Janice didn't treat her like a producer and it's lame. I'm a producer. And Janice would just be like, whatever. And Janice claims Tyra only likes gay men and doesn't get along with other women. Sounds like you're speaking from a hurt place. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, these comments were now in 2021 after the tides have turned and people are like, maybe Tyra's not all that nice. That's what I'm saying. It's so much more powerful if both Naomi Campbell and Janice would have just shut up and let things like speak. But I mean, let let the public speak for themselves and whatever. But when y'all get involved now, it's like, oh, bitch, now I'm on your ass, which is Janice has done so much more. No offense. Worse, and I don't even like going at Janice because I know Janice has been through some shit. But Janice was 
a lot worse than Tyra. The only thing that made Tyra uh, 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 bad is that some of the things that Tyra did, it was for the sake of the show. But the things Janice did was just because Janice wanted to do them. Janice was saying that shit because she wanted to say it. She wasn't trying to create better TV. She was just trying to tell these bitches what it was. I think what a lot of people say when they bring up Janice and Naomi versus Tyra, it's always that Naomi and Janice own that they're being mean girls. Tyra always comes off as I'm a nice person. So Mm. I think that's why she gets more blowback. But yes and no. I've never really seen either one of them. Well, maybe Naomi Campbell a little bit take. Naomi Campbell kind of takes ownership of the reputation she has a little bit. I don't think Janice does. Uh, Although that is a great point. Um, Tyra does tend to throw rocks and hide her hands. Tyra responded to the claim saying on Twitter on May 8th, 2020, talking about all the stuff that we pretty much are talking about, all these resurfaced clips Uh saying, been seeing the post about the insensitivity of some past America's Next Top Model moments. And I agree with you. Looking back, those were some really off choices. I appreciate your honest feedback and sending so much love and virtual hugs. That's her response. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce this name. I think it's Ken Mock. Ken Mock. It's MLK. Uh, Purdue, the producer of America's Nest Top Model says. Oh, yes. Quote, want to reiterate what Tyra Bates said. I look at some of those America's Next Top Model moments and cringe. Just FYI, the entire creative team made the choices in the show, not just Tyra. So please feel free to yell at me for some of the worst moments in America's Next Top Model history. Apologize to all. Oh, you got to keep that working relationship. I I, I love it. You better better keep that bridge. Um, But he he is right, um, number one. And then number two, um, both a lackluster response, but also a good response because what can you do the past is the past the 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 show has already been cut printed and syndicated for decades what no i said decades (laughs) years maybe yeah (laughs) years years so i mean it's out there all you can do is apologize and no like i said before this has came in waves this criticism of her has come in waves so ain't no telling when the next uprising of Tyra Banks is going to happen again, uh, I do believe that a lot more judges, not like he said, a lot more judges and producers deserve flack, not just Tyra, because they were a part of the problem as well. But Tyra was the face. That's just something she took on when she took the show. Yeah, um, I do like the apology. I, As much as I love apology videos and I just love them because are entertaining i think if you're ever a celebrity and you're ever in the wrong about something you have to apologize a -hmm. written statement is the way to go you if you're on video they're going to criticize everything and they're going to say you're too emotional or too Uh too you look bored or you don't care so it's always better to do a written statement it's just out there Uh plus i mean that's why um I mean, they got body language experts, quote unquote, yeah, in analyzing apology videos. So yeah, 
they will pick your ass apart. You better just get that publicist and write that press release. Yeah, you can literally sit there with your hands or in whatever. your lap and they're be like, they have their hands in their lap to look innocent, their eyebrow twitched at this point. And yeah. Just think of that fucking Travis Scott thing. That man put out the worst response video to a tragedy and he put filters on it and kept trying to grab his head and shit. It, it was terrible. If he would have just had his publicist write something out, it could have been criticized, but at least nobody could have said this man was looking, uh, he didn't look genuine or sincere, which he didn't. Um, Tyra has hosted America's Got Talent, and she is now hosting Dancing with the Stars. Honestly, when I started this, I was more Team Tyra, but after reading them all out, there seems to be more and more coming out, and some I didn't add, so I... I don't know if she should be quote unquote canceled or really like that. I think there is a statute of limitations for that type of thing. <laughs> um, but we can say, hey, this doesn't fly anymore. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like there should be anger towards Tyra. What do you feel? Um, I think Tyra is a trailblazer for what she accomplished for herself in opening the doors for more um curvier women of color you know uh she put her i mean she put a lot of things on the map and she made a lot of business moves and she made sure she kept her face out here i feel like she's a great businesswoman uh, and i feel like she makes great tv um i think a lot of her choices on tv were very controversial at that time but are even more controversial in the 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 type of society we see ourselves in now so I think she has earned criticism, but not cancellation. I agree. I, mean, I, I think she, she's a great, overall, she's she's a good person. Yeah, maybe a little bit what all about me, look at me, but. Mm-hmm. Attention, see, I mean, she's a celebrity. She's been rich and famous for it most of her life now. Uh-huh. So you can kind of get lost in that, but she hasn't gotten lost in that like some other celebrities and she's not downright um i mean she ain't gaslighting people no she did just she did have some kind of cringe moments and some manipulation behind the tv screens but uh i that's stuff that a lot of people are guilty of i i think if she she's taking accountability she's seeing how it is she's not still creating tv like this there's only so much we can do i i think she's she's okay it's yeah, different if, if this was an ongoing thing well yeah she's not producing a show right now let's see if she does again no what i mean is like she's not still being on tv being messy saying rude things i mean so, yeah, you're right. She's not producing a show like that no more. But so who knows? Say she could still be on that. Who knows now that you put you put that in my mind? But I think overall, I could still say that Tyra's a good person. Tyra had good intentions. Uh, she just had some weird, uh, funny moments, like uh, most of us have. But hers were just televised. I think she really got caught up in how can I push this this envelope of making the show out there, push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. What makes for good TV? And she kind of lost the human element to that. Mm, I like the way you said that. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> Do you have anything else about Tyra Banks? Oh my gosh, shout out. I know we already mentioned him last show, but shout out to Hits Don't Lie for making me remember the fucking Tyra Banks song <laughs> and the video. That is one of the best. I rewatched that episode when I heard that. That shit. It was they they couldn't dance. Everybody kept doing that stomp your feet thing by the camera because I guess they were <laughs> trying to sell the shoes or whatever. It was terrible, but hilarious. One of the best moments ever. Do you like the song? I like the song because I can make fun of it because the song means nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But is it a song you would listen to? Uh, Not seriously. Yeah, I when I hear the song, I'm like, oh, this is a good song, but I don't think I ever listen to it. That shit was so funny. Why was Tyra trying to sing? (laughs) But she has a good voice. Oh, she does. Sure. (laughs) We do like to end every episode on positive notes with some form of media we want to share, recommend, or talk about. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. I will go first. Me, Jose, will go first. Um, Presenting Tyra Banks, move your body. I just want to move my body when I hear that song. Uh, I guess my media for this week will be the album The Big Day by Chance the Rapper. When you I a fucking lie. I'm sorry. Got real Jesus. I just wouldn't have expected you pick that album, Bubs. Well, now I don't know if I want to. No, you have to, because I have to hear what you got to say about this. I'm so interested. Come on. Okay, when I first heard the album, I did not really like it. Um, I like Chance the Rapper from his previous work, like just songs here and there, nothing too special. But I, of course, love the Nicki songs on here, the Zannies and Fools and Slide Around. But I also like All Day Long. Hot Shower. Hot Shower is the one I've been really listening to this week. That one and Slide Around. Um, Mm. Do you remember? It's one of those albums that is growing on me the more and more I listen to it. Chance the Rapper is someone I've always liked his music. I just don't listen to it that much, I feel like. Uh That's all. And I have been on a Taylor Swift folklore album, but that's more like down. And I feel like this album is very high like very positive and i just that's where i'm at right now in my headspace good this week this day today (laughs) (laughs) this this hour of this minute (laughs) the first part of the week i was like angry for some reason but now i'm happy so okay damn oh yeah i heard it in that that bonus episode <laughs> yeah, I I think I felt like I got cheated on. <laughs> like something happened. You were upset, buddy. I appreciate it though. That was the energy we needed for that show. Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't know why I was shocked. I don't know. Um, I, don't I just know. didn't see you. Here's the thing. I don't really see you listening to Chance the Rapper. First of all, so you were listening to him surprisingly. And then second of all, out of the three albums or three mixtapes, whatever album mixtapes, they're all the same to me. I just didn't see you picking that one, but great, great, 
choice for yourself. I think I've been revisiting it. I remember when it first came out, I saw a lot of people like shit talking it, and I was like, why? And it, I, I sometimes when you listen to music, you're just not there for it. It's just not hitting you right. So mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking some of the songs sounded good. They were catchy. So I went back and I just, it's been nonstop that I've been listening to it this week. Yeah, I I liked his other two projects. Well, I didn't, I, I wasn't with him with 10 Day, which I think was his first one. But Acid Rain and Coloring Book, I love those two. Um, the Big Day, I liked, I liked the songs that you like. Uh, Slide Around, Hot Shower, um handsome uh zannies and fools i've i don't i haven't listened to zannies and fools still that's probably my the one yeah that i like the most and then it's making me listen to more yeah oh and um get a bag those are the ones i like i just don't like the whole album as a whole but like i said i i haven't revisited it in a while so maybe yeah, I think you should. I've been listening to a lot more rap this week, and I don't know why. Come on, get on my level. Not really. I don't listen to <laughs> R&B. <laughs> okay, that, but that was a good media. I, I like it. Um, So my media is a country song. I no way! <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you ain't about to be yeehawing on this podcast. Oh, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so uh, country out of all the genres besides maybe Christian rock is one of my uh, least visited. But I do like a few. Uh, but uh, after revisiting some of our episodes and talking about how we didn't like country that much or whatever, I was like, Katrina, you, there's a few you like. So I went back to my favorites. Um, I forgot that Adele had covered this Steel Driver song, If It Hadn't Been For Love. Now, I love Adele and I love her cover. It is great. I had heard Adele's cover before I heard the original. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is the shit. I love it. Uh, basically telling the story of you killing your spouse <laughs> and now you in jail. It was it, like a I, murder ballad. Kind of, sort of, yeah, but it's 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 really great. So I was like, well, this is a cover because it's not on any of her albums, of course. So I said, who sings this? Looks up, uh, look up the Steel Drivers. If it hadn't been for love, and who's the lead singer? Chris Stapleton, who has a wonderful voice. Chris Stapleton mostly is famous for singing Tennessee whiskey. Um, so this was before he, I guess, went solo, and he had the the, the group he was a part of. I don't know if those are friends. Uh, his wife. I don't know who's in the Steel Drivers, but um, the state of uh, the Steel Drivers, if it hadn't been for love, is just a wonderful song uh, about a crazy topic of, you know, killing your spouse. But honestly, Chris's voice, and if you listen to the cover, Adele's voice, it just it is just it's, they just have great voices that really carry the story along, that make it interesting, that make you want to replay it. It's one of the few country songs. Uh, that I honestly don't mind listening to like repeatedly. Like sometimes, you know, you, you scratch the itch and you're over, but yeah, they have great voices. Uh, put it on replay. You can listen to either or, and I bet you, if you don't like one, you might like the other. I, I think it's, it's that good of a song to me. I don't think I've heard that one. I'll definitely be checking that out. 
Yeah, it, I think this. I don't know when she did it, but I heard about. I first uh, heard about the song back in her like twenty when twenty one was about to be released. So it was a little. It's a. It's a little older. I I'm just having trouble picturing Adele singing country. I feel like it can't be that country then. It is. Like I said, I was obsessed with Adele and I was watching all her interviews and she was like saying that one of the things she kind of got hooked on when she was touring in America was country music. She said she got really into June Carter. Oh, I uh, love June Carter. I know you do. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's kind of when she decided to dabble into this cover and kind of mix up her sound a little bit. So I always love Adele. It don't matter what you do. I'll adapt. You adapt. Any other media you want to share? Any Carrie Underwood. She's she's also another one. She's great. Those are my country people. Chris Stapleton and Carrie Underwood with a dash of old school Faith Hill. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Well, thank you guys for listening. Let us know what you think about Tyra. Has... Is this a cancelable offense? Like, I don't think it is. I, I I don't see it. I I just, I don't. Like we said, she should be criticized, but maybe not lose any opportunities. Not, like, I'm never to shit talk Tyra, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, she didn't do anything too crazy. Even the worst thing, which I think is stripping that woman of her title, that was not a just a Tyra decision. So even though I think that's the worst thing out of all the offenses you listed, even that doesn't solely belong to her. So, yeah, crit- criticism is definitely warranted, but there's other people you can hold accountable as well. Yeah, I think it's more along the lines of everything bundled together, which makes it. And then you have all these clips like people just want to <laughs> share the clips. Um, but let us know what you think about Tyra let us know anything you can reach out to us at save sorry at gmail.com you can check our instagram which is at save sorry you can check our twitter which is at save sorry but the your is spelled you are and all these will be in the description so you can just click right there and it'll take you right to it um please tell someone about this podcast if you've enjoyed it and leave us five stars if you enjoyed it I think that's all I have to say for this episode. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.